Hi, I'm Rick Barron, your host, and welcome to That's Life, I Swear. His name was Hale Zukas. Those who knew him very well saw him as a pioneer in national disability rights who helped redefine accessibility for people with disabilities. On November 30th, 2022, Hale passed away due to heart failure in his favorite city of Berkeley, California. He was 79 years old. Let's jump into this. Hale Zukas was born with cerebral palsy, which significantly impaired his mobility and speech. Now, the medical establishment had advised Zukas' mother that it was best if he was institutionalized. Now, these doctors didn't know Hale's mother very well. Her mindset was like hell her son would be placed in an institution. Hale's mother got so fed up with the doctors trying to convince her of a quick fix to solve her son's problem. Zukas credits his mother for pushing for his education, which he achieved. He attended UC Berkeley, where he majored in mathematics and studied Russian. Not very easy topics. Throughout most of Zuka's life, he navigated from one place to another in a motorized wheelchair. His means of communicating was primarily through the use of a helmet-mounted pointer and a sheet on his wheelchair tray that displayed the alphabet, plus several frequently used whole words. Now, due to his cerebral palsy, Zuka's speech was hard to understand. During the times he would travel to meet with government officials or other groups, he had the help of a co-worker or personal assistant who translated his speech and then would supplement it with reading from his letter word uh, board. While attending Cal, Zukas joined a student group known as the Rolling Quads, which advocated for the rights of people with disabilities. But Zukas didn't stop there. Would you believe he helped establish the campus's Physical Disability Students Program. It was a lot of work, but he made it happen. After graduating in 1971 with honors, Zuka started his ongoing journey to address those who were handicapped. He aimed his energy at being an advocate for those who needed services and wanted to deal with the elimination of architectural and transportation barriers in communities locally and nationally. He lobbied for California's Income Support Services Program, the first consumer-directed program to provide attendance in the home to people who needed them. I mean, this program has since become partially Medicaid-funded and is now a model for the nation. As I researched this individual, I was just astonished with the accomplishments that he achieved. I was just so impressed by his determination to get involved. Using a wheelchair did not deter him from being the voice for those who were handicapped. If anything, it enhanced his resolve not to let anything stop him. The list of achievements, Zuka's accomplishments, is long. But allow me to call out some of the big ones that really stick out. In 1972, Zukas, along with fellow students Ed Roberts and Jan McEwen Brown, and community members joined to form the Center for Independent Living, he served as the first community affairs coordinator for the program and held that position until 1982. The center provides people with skills, knowledge, and resources that empower them to eliminate damaging and stereotypical notions of disability so that they can strive toward realizing their full human potential. Another accomplishment was Section 504 of the Rehabilitation Act of 1973, better known as Section 504 which is a civil rights law that prohibits discrimination 
based on disability in public or private programs or activities receiving federal financial assistance from the U.S. Department of Education. Hard to believe there were protests for this act to be ratified, let alone having to create a law to ensure such injustices should not happen to anyone. Well, you guessed it. Zukas was one of the leaders of the Section 504 movement. He participated in the April 4, 1977, 20-day sit-in at the Federal Building in San Francisco. Additionally, Zukas was one of many San Francisco Bay Area activists who successfully lobbied the Carter administration to release its regulations on Section 504. Now, here's another facet that I found very interesting. Now, I'm sure you've seen what I'm going to describe in your neighborhood or public streets. I'm referring to street corners that have a curb ramp. It's a solid ramp graded down from a sidewalk's top surface to the street surface. And you see like a old big iron plate in the middle with sort of like uh, rivets, if you will. Now, the design is for addressing pedestrians in wheelchairs to have a much easier time getting onto the sidewalk. Now, the name of this design is Curb Cuts. Zucas championed the first curb cuts in Berkeley. Later on, he persuaded the Bay Area Rapid Transit, or BART as we call it here in the Bay Area, to become fully accessible for the disabled. He co-founded the BART's Accessibility Advisory Group in 1975, and he even designed the buttons you see inside the BART elevators. Zucas saw that the buttons were placed at a height reachable by wheelchair users. Now, speaking of wheelchairs, wheelchair designer Ralph Hotchkiss, a wheelchair user himself, describes Zucas as a wild man who was thrilled by the sound of a speeding wheelchair. Hotchkiss, who received a MacArthur Genius Grant for his work designing wheelchairs, met Zucas in the early 1970s. They toured the Washington, D.C. subway together so Zucas could write a report on handicapped access for Congress. As Ralph recalled, and I quote, Before I knew it, I was hanging from the back of his powerful wheelchair, hurtling through Washington, wondering if I could make it there alive, said Hotchkiss, confined to a slower wheelchair. That day, Zucas got into the dirt of the system and smashed it up as best he could, end quote. Ralph saw Zucas as someone who would have taken risks every day if he had lived for a thousand years. In 2017, a documentary short film titled Hail was directed by filmmaker Brad Bailey. Mr. Bailey, who submitted the film as a thesis project for UC Berkeley's Graduate School of Journalism, earned a Students' Academy Award and his journalism degree. The movie is about 20 minutes long and describes Zuka's life. As you watch the movie, you'll see some of the various events he participated in to fight for the disabled that I've called out in this episode. You'll see how he made his way in the world with his wheelchair, with just a stick, and spoke with his word board. Zucas didn't believe in limitations and always had a high degree of optimism. Pay special attention to the regiment Zucas started his day. Every day. Hail Zucas loved speed. Living in Berkeley, he would maneuver his high-speed wheelchair and his trademark helmet racing down Telegraph Avenue at a high-sprint pace, with his gray hair flopping in the wind. Fear was not part of Zuka's vocabulary. Living his life to the fullest was his daily goal. 
as you watch the movie, I challenge you not to get a knot in your throat and get tears in your eyes. I did, and I'm not ashamed to admit it. What can we learn from this story? What's the takeaway? You know, some of us question if we can make a difference. Some people feel they can't do it because it's too hard. Don't ever let somebody tell you can't do something. Not even you. You have a dream? A cause? Make it happen. Zookas did. Some feel they can't do something themselves, so they want to drill it in your head that you can't do it either. Zookas ignored these type of people. For Zookas, his life was to make a difference for those who didn't have a voice. If you want to make a difference, then do it. Zookas did. And he did it from a wheelchair. Enough said. Well, there you go. That's life, I swear. For further information regarding the material covered in this episode, I invite you to visit my website that you can find on either Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts for show notes calling out key pieces of content mentioned in the episode transcript. As always, I thank you for listening. Be sure to subscribe here or wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss an episode. See you soon.